Oh, my flexibility is terrible. I did gymnastics when I was from the age of like six to like 11. Wow, that's uh, a lot. And e even then, when I was doing gymnastics, I had the worst flexibility of all the boys. <laughs> even though I'd been doing it for a really long time. And obviously, there's a lot of stretching and stuff. I was still terrible at it now. Now, as an adult, when I don't stretch at all, it's terrible. I woke up at like seven and then I was up for a half an hour and then I woke up three hours later and I was just, I just kind of fell off. And you woke up at two. I woke up a little before I woke up at one forty-five, and that's because I was up until like four in the morning doing nothing. Actually, I have nothing to show for. I don't have like any game progress or any Valorant rank or more Dota matches or like any writing done or work done. I, I laid in my bed watching avatar eating uh like 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 a mini pie it's a great pie um and that was uh that was it that that, that was the entirety <laughs> of my night so yeah i'm a slob. i mean how far are you in avatar now uh book three episode six or seven ish i think okay we're we're about the same area we're cruising through it pretty quickly it's wild that Really, on a whim and unbeknownst, and not talking to each other about it, we both did that at the same time and are about the same place. Sometimes the universe is just kind of bizarre. Yeah, I've always been meaning to get into Avatar because um, there's certain like anime stuff that, um, like Naruto, for example, I probably will never. Maybe I'll get into it, but um, so like I long. tried Bleach at some point in time. Like that was after like the third season or something. I could not watch any more of that um a lot of like the the traditional like anime stuff um, i think it's it's the sh it's the stuff they call shonen anime right which i don't really understand but that's kind of like your your dragon ball mm. z naruto one piece stuff right i, I find it hard yeah. to get into that and just the barrier of entry of knowing that it is i don't know 17 days worth of content is uh <laughs> is really staggering yeah, Avatar is really good though. I uh, I quite like it. The humor is still really on point. Uh, there was plenty of moments where I actually legit laugh out loud uh, because just fun characters that they have. Good yeah, moments, it's, good jokes. I I watched it. I remember watching it in middle school. I was uh, it, it was on Vimeo. Like all the episodes were ripped and on Vimeo, and I swear I watched it the entire first time and like. 360p because it was impossible to watch on Nickelodeon because of the way that they actually like premiered television. They were just random episodes in random order and you got nothing. Um, <laughs> really, I don't understand why Nickelodeon commissioned the show in the first place because it makes no sense that for the way that they do broadcasting. Um, but yeah, I watched it in 360p and then 10 years later I'm watching it again on my crusade to rewatch TV and I'm like, fuck, this is still good. Um, All I know is I hate Nickelodeon. You want to know why? Why do you hate Nickelodeon? Because the intro at every start of every episode, the Nickelodeon, like soundtrack, the bum 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 bada, that is yeah. so loud compared to the rest of it. <laughs> it's so obnoxious. I hate it every single time. Yeah, I, I, I have fond young Nick. I was like a Nick Jr. kid. So I remember like Face, who was like the, 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 the host for all the children's programming would come on and I'd be really excited about that. I think I watched an episode of Fairly Odd Parents every day before school for like, I don't know, six or seven years. So 
I was definitely a primarily Nick kid, and my sister was always a Nick at Night person. That's how I watched way too many episodes of Full House. It's really not a it's really not a good TV show. Yeah, and I don't know any of this, so. <laughs> Man, um, it's it's been a minute since uh, we've got to talk. We're still apart because of this whole world situation. Um, I've been I've been convinced that I have Corona for like I don't know of a week at this point uh-huh like so okay is this your paranoia that's going <laughs> on or do you have actual symptoms okay so hear me out hear me out every time i exercise i get winded hella quick like like okay just, just that's in- just you're being out of shape no like, no, no, no 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 <laughs> like comparing me exercising right now to me exercising a month ago like okay. I'm, just, I'm just getting winded very quickly for no reason i got a I, I I bought a bike, which I'm very happy about. I'm, 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 oh. I bought a bicycle. I've been cycling around like to the beach. It's been it's been great, dude. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to work on these abs. Uh, anywho, I get winded super quickly. Okay, I've had a headache for like three days. That's a symptom. Mm-hmm. No cough, okay. no fever. No cough, no fever. Um, okay. But uh, I, I I took a strip of gum last night from from just like my pack of spearmint extra which which i've chewed and that, that's like my gum do you have a gum like do you always get the same gum um i only chew gum when i only get gum when i am at the airport um and it's the trident um it's like one of those two flavor ones so yes i know what you're talking about is, is that like for for ear popping on planes uh yeah just like general you know like when you're on a plane for that long you just kind of get bored and uh i like snacking and i like sweets a lot and gum will at least keep me (laughs) like i I can i can chew on something and it's sweet without me like eating a shit ton of candy (laughs) okay fair I'm a big, that, that's basically the I'm reason. a big gum person for a number of reasons. I think that um, it's great if you need to stay awake, like a, like a tool for like if you're working late or studying or something, because it's really hard to fall asleep when you're actively chewing gum. Um, I like that it's like simulated eating because I'm a fat ass and I always want to be stuffing my face with food. So it's like I can I can trick myself into that I'm eating and then just pure mouth flavor. Anywho, my affinity for gum aside, I I took a piece of, of my of my spearmint extra and I, and I stuck it in my in my mouth last night and I'm like, oh no, I can't really taste this. Mmm. Okay. Okay. So it could be. Yeah, you, you've like, got very mild symptoms, though. I have incredibly mild symptoms, and I could just be being a psychosomatic, uh, uh, dumb idiot too. That's also an option of what's mm-hmm. going on here. I, uh, and have you been outside? Like, have you been somewhere you could have caught it? Oh man, I yes, in the sense that I go to the market like once a week. Um, sure. I mean, I'm riding this bicycle around, but I'm never within, I'm never touching anything that's not the bicycle or within more than like six feet of people. So I'm not too worried about that or the walks that I go on. Mostly just, just, just the market. Uh, I went to go get a, an MRI for my finger on Monday and, and mm. like, at like an imaging facility. And yeah. I was really paranoid about being there because I'm like, you know, I'm touching the MRI equipment and I'm like in there and I'm like faced on a pillow and there's other people there who are like getting chest x-rays and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be in a medical building. Yeah, I also have to get a MRI relatively soon. So I 
I, I was already supposed to have it like a month ago. And I was that was like middle of like that was right as we were quarantining everything like two weeks after we'd quarantined everything and stuff. So I was just like, I'm not feeling down to go to a medical facility at all. Uh, but it's it's now gone on long enough at this point in time that it's like, well, I have to do normal things like go to the doctor. So yeah, is, exactly. is this your finger that you you hurt? A long a yeah, while dude, ago, it's still fucked up. It's still it's still fucked up. Like you get oh, Jesus, at, right, Joey? I know. Um, <laughs> you got to take care of yourself. Dude. I am taking care of myself. I've been taping it. I've been doing everything the doctor says. I have to go. I have a digital appointment on Tuesday to get the MRI results. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever had an MRI before, or is this going to be your first one? No, I've I've had it before. Man, I uh, I didn't think I was claustrophobic before the MRI, but now I might be. Maybe mm. <laughs> they because it was on my hands. I'm like, okay, they're just gonna, you know, I don't have to go all the way in the tube, right? It, it, it's a hand. I can just, it's yeah. an extremity. I can put it out. And the answer was no, no. Like I went, I went <laughs> no. full body in there. Um, but they made me do like a Superman pose where my hands were in front of my head. I was like extended and stretched out, and um, mm. I, I, it just became so shitty after like. 20 minutes it was like 30 minutes to scan literally my small finger i don't understand like it's the smallest part of the body i don't understand why it took 30 minutes to to get to take all the pictures but i'm like sore and my shoulders twisted and i'm like laying face down breathing into this pillow kind of suffocating myself and everything's cramping and i i didn't have i didn't have a great time i i don't have glowing mri reviews so i'm not claustrophobic uh but I do not like the noise. The noise bothers me uh, quite a bit. The noise didn't bother me that much. Like, yes, it was loud, but I spent most of the time trying to, like, think in my head what the different noises could be. Like, like what was, like, metal clanking around and what was electricity and when were they actually taking pictures versus, you know, whatever sure, else sure. was going on. So I was fine with the noise. Um the ladies I like just try and zen it, you know. I'm I'm just trying to meditate while I'm sitting there. That's that's what I try and do. But the noise <laughs> is so loud that it, it, it like I, I can't get to that place. Yeah, it's it, it wasn't the best experience ever. I'm very I'm very interested to see what happens on Tuesday when the doctor's like, "Hey, so by the way, gonna have to have surgery," and I'll be like, "Awesome, can't <laughs> wait, super excited." <laughs> Man, so I'm uh I'm literally falling apart. I may or may not have corona based on my um, self diagnosis of not being able to taste gum. Which saying that out loud does sound a little bit crazy, but anywho, <laughs> what if it was just a piece of gum that they just didn't put any of the sugar on? Yeah, I know that could have been it. <laughs> and Joey's like, I've got it. I've got the coronas. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to the market anymore. Now I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna stay inside mm. for a little bit. See if things get worse. Keep taking my temperature. Figure it out. You know. Keep on watching Avatar. Keep on playing Dota. I played. I played more Dota uh, last week than I have mm-hmm. uh, in, in probably the past month combined. Um, because because uh, Blitz hit me up at like something dumb like two in the morning, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta get an account at a low priority. You want to play with me?" And I'm like sure <laughs> yeah i was trying to get boxy out of low priority right yeah i didn't know if i was gonna oh, box I'll, it. Say it, I'll say it <laughs> so 
him and I are playing from Los Angeles going all the way to the East Coast servers with like a mm-hmm. it's like him, me, Charlie, some other people were playing and it was it was not a pleasant experience because I learned so low priority, something that I've never been in because I am the the most impeccable, nicest Dota player ever who never abandons, never says bad things, doesn't get reports. My conduct summary is like perma ten thousand. I'm like I'm like an upstanding mm-hmm. citizen. The Chinese government mm-hmm. would love me. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know that like low priority is, is single draft. And boy, <laughs> was there our, so we were playing on the EU server, which is already a problem. And then yeah. um, anyone who wants to play mid is having a problem. And then I'm having a problem with my hero pool because it's giving me like void spirit, snap fire, Mars and I'm like great the three newest heroes the ones who I know the least about who I who I have the least amount of time of games with great or then it would give me like supports that I can't play like I have a I I have a I have a dirty little Dota secret and that is um I really don't know how to play Shadow Demon I've been playing as been, in like as like, like you it, don't know how he works. As in, like, I, I kind of know how he works, but I okay. don't know how he works. If, if you asked me to rank my knowledge of every hero and how to play them in order, like, I made a complete list of them, Shadow Demon would be, like, the second from the bottom. With the bottom well, one it, being Void Spirit. I, I really don't know how to play Void Spirit. I've, I've never really played a Void Spirit. Isn't this situation the best, best possible time for you to learn that? Because you're literally, all you are... Joey is a warm body for box, a Boxy and Blitz to carry and get their low priority done. But then I can still ruin a game <laughs> by myself. I can, st- I can still completely ruin a game if I needed to or wanted to or, or, or uh, was playing bad poorly enough. But ruining that game has nothing to do with you playing Shadow Demon. It has everything to do with you just not running into the enemy. Yeah, you can I play mean, literally any hero and just not run into the enemy and you don't ruin the game. Any support hero. Yes. Like, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, w- I was trying to, like, you know, learn how to properly shadow poison, harass, and, you know, when to, mm-hmm. uh, when to apply my ult, and, and Blitz is yelling at me. Never yelling. He's, he's way too nice to yell. But I'm like, I don't, dude, I'm so sorry. But he does the deep sigh. He goes the... <sighs> kind of. I really think we should be uh, doing this right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I have I have played so many pubs with Blitz. I have uh I have been on teams, quote unquote, with Blitz. I know exactly what Blitz sounds like when he's getting frustrated, <laughs> but he's trying to hold himself back and he makes passive aggressive comments and a lot of sighing. <laughs> it's also like, I mean, we're we're there are other people who like aren't, you know, blitz or boxy level on this team. I'm not the only person who's like totally sandbagging something. It's very late at night. We're playing on the EU servers. I don't think Blitz was slept for like 48 hours or something before that. Like there was there was a cacophony of situations that were not conducive to these being d- good Dota games. Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of fun. <laughs> and I still don't know good. how to play Shadow I still don't know how to play Shadow Demon. I really need to just go take him into like some bot games and learn so that I can like get that get that little secret out of like my my uh, myself. Mhm. Uh, let me just say cacophony does not work in that situation i only reason i'm calling you out on this is because i have done this many times i i, I think of for whatever reason just like it's one of those language evolved sort of things but people have just taken that word and just been like ah a mixture of everything but i've been called out on enough casts that it is it's specifically a- ordered to noise 
it, it, it's like a music term, right? It's like it's it's a term from music when there's like so many loud noises going on that you can't really discern yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So so you can't use it at all if you're not talking about sound or music. You cannot. Even though I like I naturally thought like, <laughs> ah, it kind of works that way. Like, no, it, the definition is very clear. It's about noise. I'm I'm going to call up fucking Mr. Excuse me, Mrs. Webster. I'm going to call Merriam Webster tonight and be like, excuse me, I have a complaint about the dictionary because <laughs> I oh, OK, I'm totally with you on that because I am far from a stickler on these sort of things. I hate it. I hate it when people like try and call me out on a definition of a word, even though when it comes to how the word is used in regular modern vocabulary it does change that's the thing language is fluid language mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. over time and people need to accept that right like i know i know one of the biggest things that people harp on is literally you know like how that has oh, actually yeah. changed to to not mean literally at Correct. all to me the opposite of literally and i i i have no i don't really care about that so much but i know people really hate that i like uh I think grammar is a little bit more important than than word proper word uses most of the time or even like spelling. Like I can be like a stickler for grammar. I'll be like, dude, that's a great place for a semicolon or like <laughs> really shouldn't have a comma there. Um, but but other than that, like I really don't care too much about that stuff. I like being yes. able to uh, – I've always said a lot of words wrong. And that's because I've read a lot of words wrong and just never heard people mm-hmm. say them. And I, I've been embarrassed oodles, countless, a plethora of times of people being like, you say that word wrong. And I think I've finally gotten to the point where I've said all the wrong words out loud enough to where people have corrected me. Um, if if uh, I, I normally harass people about um, not not word usage, but or I guess about word uses for things like a, like a, a good versus well. Like I'll I'll normally uh, just in like some kind of snarky, annoying voice, correct people on that for the sake of like mm-hmm. comedy sometimes more so than just actually uh, caring. <laughs> Being annoying <laughs> comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're one in the same. Sometimes they're one in the same. It's like you're playing a character. No, I'm I'm totally with you. I mean, at the end of what I really hate is when people understand what you're saying and they feel the need to correct you anyway. Mm-hmm. When when like my whole entire job is about communication, right? That's what commentary is, is communicating my thoughts mm-hmm. and my story of the game to the audience. And it, it, when people on like Reddit specifically understand what I was saying and the definition of the word that I'm talking about is close enough to what I was meaning to say, like you you knew where I was going with that. Like, like the communication, it worked. The word that I said, it worked. Just like when you said cacophony, it did work. I understood what you meant. Yeah. So I, I, I that, that is the one thing that I, I hate about people is that, like, you, people are sticklers for that sort of stuff. Like, what do they have to say about, like, words have changed from the 1800s. Like, if you were a stickler about things, you would keep the original definition. So it would be go back to the 1800s. Like, you, like again, language changed. I hate, ah. Uh, that's just one of the things that I hate that people do. Yeah, people suck holistically. Oh god! But yes, you're playing more right? Dota, which is which is great. Uh, I'm I'm playing the least Dota I've I've actually ever played. I've uh, seen I you. I don't really know what's going on. 
I've seen you. I mean, I wanted to ask because there's been so many 7.62 ABCDEFG patches, but I don't even know if if you know as much about them as as you want to. I've been I've been uh, watching you either through uh, through Discord or Steam, just launching up like 70 other games that aren't Dota. And because um, we're not friends on Riot, you don't know how much I'm playing Valorant. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> So what my schedule is right now, like uh, when it comes to like, I have a lot of experience with this quarantine situation, right? Like Mm -hmm. people have a lot of free time, not a whole lot of direction. That's what commentary is between events, right? It's like you're home and you don't have a clear idea of what you should be doing. So I've kind of developed um, whenever I get into these, these long drawn out, like times of period where I don't have anything to do, I develop a schedule of sorts. So right now, my schedule is wake up in the morning, usually, or t- I'm trying to do yoga. <laughs> usually, sometimes Ellie. you don't wake up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I just sleep the door. No, no, no. um, <laughs> sometimes we just skip yoga because we're not feeling like it. But I'm trying to do yoga now. So that's a thing. Is, is this, uh, for, hold, I have to stop you. Is this like first yeah. time yoga? Like, is, is this like yeah, brand yeah, new Yeah, I've never yoga done experience? yoga before. How, yeah. how would you rate yourself in terms of general flexibility? Oh, my flexibility is terrible. I did gymnastics when I was from the age of like six to like 11. Wow, that's uh, a lot. And e- even then, when I was doing gymnastics, I had the worst flexibility of all the boys, <laughs> even though I'd been doing it for a really long time. And obviously, there's a lot of stretching and stuff. I was still terrible at it now. Now, as an adult, when I don't stretch at all, it's terrible. Ellie you- is, is routinely surprised at how inflexible I am. Can Two questions. One, can you touch yeah. your toes? No, no. I, I mean, with keeping my legs straight, no, yeah. not even close. I, I also am incredibly not close to doing that. My hamstrings are comically tight. Um, like, I'll probably <laughs> hurt terrible. them one day. I'll probably hurt my hamstrings because they're so tight. If um, I keep my legs straight, it just kind of looks like I'm casually reaching out, trying to touch my kneecaps. It looks like I'm not trying to stretch at all. <laughs> it's terrible. Was, was uh was gymnastics your choice or was that something that like your parents threw you in? Uh okay, so I went to a a a, a private uh Adventist, which is a sect of Christianity. I was uh, a calendar. I would it's it's a crazy one, but uh, I went to a private school um that was very very small. So the only after school activity we had was gymnastics. Oh shit. <laughs> uh we actually did not have any like baseball, football, anything like that. So uh yeah. I, I I did that because it was the only thing we had. Was there a particular gymnastics like activity or exercise that you were like that was your favorite? Were you like a parallel bars person, or did you really like like the horse or the balance beam, or were you a uh, math so, person? No, no, no. So we were kids, so we actually did not get to um, any of like most of that stuff. Like we okay. did have the balance beam, um, but we did not have the sorry, what is the the rings? The, the yeah, uh, yeah, whatever that is. The ring? Like, we never got rings, to that. Right? Yeah, it might be. Um, most of the stuff that we were doing were like um, just floor like exercises. So like uh, front handsprings, round off back handsprings, those sort of things. Uh, that was most of it. We, we basically, our, our school wasn't that big and we're relatively poor. So the best we had was a balance beam. And I think we did have a, um, we had a, uh, a ramp, uh, like you know, Horse spring thing. Thing. A spring yeah. thing, so you could launch yourself in the air and do aerials <laughs> and flips and shit. I um, I want to be able to before I die do a backflip. 
I've never been able mm. to do it. I've gone to like trampoline parks. I've uh, you know jumped off high things into water. And there's just like a, I think there's like a mental block for me, like either tucking or letting myself be vulnerable enough to jump backwards and flip. I can do a front flip pretty well. I can almost do a standing one. Um, uh, but so the the trick in gymnastics that that we learned was that um, you don't you don't go into it jumping. Uh, the first how you learn is being able to. Uh, so you know when people go back on their hands, like they're flipped up with their belly up in the air, like like on a bridge. Yeah, like 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 they're they're forming a, a human bridge yeah. of sorts. Yeah. So you you just basically learn to go back like that, and then be able to kick your feet up from that position. And then once you're able to fluidly do that, then at that point in time, a back handspring is nothing, right? It's just you doing that a little bit faster. Okay. I'm gonna and go then from there, you'll get, yeah, once you get the rotation fast enough, then at that, like, at some point in time, you'll get to a place where you don't need to use your hands even. Yeah, I, I just have, like, a fantasy of being able to just, like, go to a diving board on a pool and just be able to do a backflip and be like, damn, I did a backflip. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, that's truly it. Like, it's, it's such a, but this is what well, you better learn now, Joey. I know, I'm only getting time is running out. <laughs> It's not going to happen when I'm 40 or 50. Like, I'm, I'm in the prime years. And as I say that, I'm also terrified because what the fuck? These are the prime years? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> fuck. So, yeah. I'm, uh, so, I'm doing yoga in the morning. And then I do uh, some voice acting stuff after that. Uh, so, I'm, I'm getting back into voice acting. Uh, hitting that really hard. And then uh, after that, I will usually play some sort of game. So it's either I'm playing with friends. So uh, you're in that group now. We're playing uh, things like Catan online. We're using Tabletop Simulator. There's another game called Pummel Party that we're playing, which is basically a Mario Party ripoff, an adult yeah. version of Mario Party. I got to get into um, some Pummel Party tonight. I really haven't uh, joined. I bought it and I have a controller, but I need to actually play. I highly recommend that for anybody who's um, the Pummel Party or Tabletop Simulator or anything right now, just because you're not getting a whole lot of social interaction. So it's a good way to uh, just get some of your friends, get a Discord group, and uh, just play some some tabletop games or something together. Or I'm playing, um, I'm just playing some other video games, uh, playing XCOM or Gears Tactics. Uh, I was getting into those. If you and, uh, like, just no Dota for whatever reason. It's good to have a break of everything, right? Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. if you like XCOM, have you did you ever fuck around with the uh with the Switch Mario Rabbids XCOM Lite version of XCOM? I will get into that eventually. Uh so there are many games that are on the Switch. Uh Hollow Knights uh, like another one. If they're on the Switch, I don't want to touch them because they're airplane games at that point in yes. time. So I, I need something to take up time when I'm flying around. So I will get to that eventually. Uh but no, I haven't touched it yet. I didn't really like XCOM that much, and I didn't expect to like Mario Rabbids, but I actually played through all of Mario Rabbids pretty quickly uh, because I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. So I would recommend I've that. I've heard especially really if you like. good things about it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I was really surprised. And also, I don't like. I don't want to like the Rabbids franchise either. I don't like a lot of Ubisoft stuff um, for a reason that I don't even really know. But uh, yeah, I would recommend that. And also, Hollow Knight is literally my favorite Switch game. So, so yeah, good, good picks. I will play those eventually. The, uh, but yeah, part of the reason I'm not playing Dota is that um, the patches aren't really exciting me that much. I, I don't think the patches are bad. 
Um, let me just say that. I think, um, for example, in 726B, we had the uh, Denise no longer grant gold. Um, was it 728B? That feels significant, does it not? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff is significant, but they're, they're not um, fun, meaty changes. You know, this hero has a new ability or something like that. So um, while these patches are are good for the game. So what Icefrog is doing basically is he is cutting down, um, he's like taking uh, <laughs> these very broad nerfs across the board to gold experience, to talents and stuff. And what, it, what it's basically saying is like, hey, we're gonna bring back the mid game. We're gonna bring back the early to mid game. Uh, and we're not going to have the late game happening at 30 minutes anymore. People are going to be picking up their items slower, which what, what that means is that it means heroes like Hawkwork and Nyx Assassin. Remember I was complaining about these assassin type heroes yeah. aren't very good because they fall off so quickly. Like you, you're online at 15 minutes, but by 20 supports have glimmer capes and four staffs and 1500, 2000 HP. Like how can I, you possibly kill things if you only have a limited set of damage you can output, of, right? I think about you when I think about Clockwork. Like, you're very linked in my head, so yes. Yes. I love Clockwork. He's he's by far my favorite hero. So, so Ice Frogs, I, I agree with these changes. They're just... The game feels kind of boring to me right now. Um, not that these changes aren't massive, but the meta surprisingly hasn't changed that much. And all it feels like is that, um, especially as a three position or sometimes a four position, all it feels like is it's just like, God, it's taken forever to get my item. You know, that, that, that's, that's the only feeling that I'm getting from playing Dota right now. It's just like, because there's so much missing gold well, I guess, uh, I guess in, that's what ha- in the world. That's like what happens when like the car's driving at like 65 and then suddenly there's like a speed limit that slows you down to 50, right? It's like... Well, yeah. like we're still in the car and getting to our destination, but we're just objectively going less fast. And oftentimes less fast is less fun. It's like people have been trained to be going like a certain pace or speed. And I feel like it's easier to speed something up because you can argue it makes it more exciting. But slowing something down and ratcheting it back is like inherently less fun in my brain. Yes. Yes, for sure. E- even if it will have side benefits that you may enjoy, like. For example, like killer heroes are better because other heroes don't get as much farm. They don't get as much like HP and stuff to survive, right? That inherently, I think, is more fun. Watching killing heroes, watching a quap move around the map and, and kill things is fun. It's it's uh, creates a sense of action in the game. Um, but playing it right now, especially since we are having such big changes and I feel like... Um, there's nothing wrong with the patches, but inherently they're just not going to be uh, super well balanced. Uh, the game's just not going to have a great direction for for a little bit as as things are figured out. Like people were complaining about the uh, the talent, the, the, the talent twenty percent, twenty percent. Like, uh, yeah, it, I mean that that feels a little silly for sure uh, in in eloquent, but you you have to get data on this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I got I, I, I think Dota is just in flux right now. And so uh, whatever I'm playing Dota, I just feel like the game's a, a little weird right now. And it hasn't changed that much for me to really be interesting. So I've just been kind of taking a bit of a break. And I anticipate it's going to keep on changing more, too. So it's like you're just kind of mis- just missing like the awkward teenage years. And eventually, like, it'll be in a good spot. And you're just. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, especially with no TI, as uh, that's another thing we got to talk about. But Valve finally said, hey, there is going to be uh, no TI, or at least not at the, the time postponed. that you're expecting it to be. I think yes, the official language postponed. is postponed. I, like, this, that's just weird for me because postponed implies that it's like a couple months later. But if you push it that much far later, let's say we're ready to go in December, then what does the next TI season look like? Are we changing TI's dates across the board? I don't think so. I think you like the, the time of the year that you had for TI. It leads to very natural break during Christmas. Like you have a bit of action, then a natural break for Christmas and Chinese New Year. And then it really ramps up into TI. So yeah, I think you want to keep that timing, right? Yeah, I think you do too. And it would be weird to do the opposite. Like maybe you have a January or February TI. Then do you really yeah. push through another TI in august or even if you push it you know september october of of 2021 that also probably feels funny so i'm i just read the announcement as there's not going to be a ti this year and i i think that's also what most people read into it as being um that still leaves the door open for something related or similar or another event that might be like big but not ti land level like maybe maybe there's a very intricate valve funded online tournament that happens towards the end of the year that's that's region specific and we're crowning like regional winners um you know i i think there's there's probably some way to salvage the maybe not the exact feeling of ti you can't replicate that without having you know ti proper right but there there has to be some way to give people something exciting that feels worthwhile but maybe not maybe we just kind of sit in this weird holding pattern we let these other tournament organizers do whatever they want to do maybe you know valve takes this all as as data for whatever they want to do for the DPC next year. Maybe that starts early. Maybe that gets adjusted a little bit. Like it's weird because no one really knows. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I feel sorry. like TI and this, the meta of Dota are in the same place where it's like the competitive, we're in this like weird, awkward phase and same goes for the meta itself. So I feel like in a month or two, once we get, uh, I'm hoping we're going to see like a 727 uh update at some point in time a a really big update that changes uh maybe some heroes that changes uh the map a little bit like some yeah something like that you know um a a really big change since we're no longer gonna have ti so we no longer have to balance for ti we can have a big chat that's what i hope right we once we have like slowed down the game and once we have like done these things to kind of revert some of the changes that have happened to 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 bring dota back to where it's been now let's then you need a big patch to push it in a different direction right you it it went to the right now you you pulling it back to that that split in the road and now you're going to go the opposite direction i feel like that's that's what we should be uh heading for at least that's what i hope anyway because if Dota, if Dota for like, I don't know, maybe I'm just in a weird place, but like, if Dota for me is not that exciting, then uh, <laughs> and like I've been playing Dota for 15 years, it's not going to stop anytime soon. And I have to imagine that for the general public, it's not that interesting playing Dota. Yeah, no, I, I think you're totally right. What's up, guys? Just a quick thank you for listening to the show and a quick reminder that you can follow us on Spotify, Google, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. And specifically for Apple, if you were to leave us a review, rating us five stars, and we read your review on the show, uh, 
Joey will send you a special gift like Hungry Phoenix, who said best Dota podcast, longtime listener, finally getting around to this review, really enjoying the chemistry and guess and the balance between Dota and real life. Question for Cap. Do you think it would be beneficial for up and coming aspirational talent to have a professional training, either degree, say in radio broadcast or vocal training or something like that to keep it short and sweet? Absolutely. Uh, Pretty much any career you have, there's going to be some sort of education that can further your development in your career. That's why I've taken part of the reason why I've taken voice acting, why I intend to be able to take improv classes in the future. Always keep on working to educate yourself more, especially if it's around your job. We are also going to be doing something different. Um, We are going to try out having you guys call on the show. Now, obviously, it's not a live show, so what we're going to do instead is have a voicemail. So you guys, if you uh, have any sort of questions or comments or anything like that that you want to have on the show, you can go ahead and call us up and leave a voicemail for us. Uh, That number is going to be 805-328-4024-4024. Joey, I'm sure, will link it at the bottom or something like that with flashing images uh, like in those 80s commercials. Great. Back to the show. I I really want to know what they're thinking about DPC-wise because originally in a pre-corona world, like they were giving out... They, I mean, they, I don't think they awarded any contracts, but they were taking bids from all these organizations before this all happened with trying to make like a decision about it nice and early. But now there's even more tournament organizers who are doing things similar enough to the DPC or what they like wanted to do that they have like a track record. So it feels weird to maybe award someone a contract based on a deadline in something that was, you know... Three months ago, we were living in a completely different world, not to be too hyperbolic, but... Like, how can you really just judge those submissions from January as opposed to what people are doing now? Like, maybe this blast event that's going on, someone or they decide, like, wow, you know, maybe they should be doing EU CIS Dota. Maybe all the stuff we play is doing is really won someone over. Like, you know, I it feels weird that there wouldn't be a process to change the DPC a little bit, have organizations potentially even reapply or resubmit, like, bids. Because um, mm-hmm. everything's different. Maybe, you know... Maybe the DPC starts around TI time. Maybe it starts this summer. Maybe it starts next week. Like, I'm, I'm so yeah. I think uh, the biggest question mark. I think a lot of these tournament organizers are hoping that, like, by throwing some of these online tournaments and showing, like, putting on a good show. um, The problem is, is that I don't think. Okay, so we play looks really good, right? As it always does, mm-hmm. right? Their presentation of their product is really good, but I feel like the actual uh, content of it is not that nice. Like, like the show that they're putting on, the commercial stuff that they do, like all all that, like Dota uh, SFM videos that they create. They they're still doing that. They it, the product looks really nice. I just feel like content wise, uh, maybe it's just because the the few number of talent that they have or something. Maybe like I, I don't like I was a part of the show for ESL One Los Angeles. Maybe it was the same for that too because we didn't have that many people. But I feel like it's 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 rather stale. I I like to think that ESL One Los Angeles wasn't like that i thought the, the our, our la online tournament was quite good but i when i'm watching we play i there's something about it that just feels 
very dull. Um, and and that's that's not a harp on anybody who's working there or anything like that. I just something's missing from from the we play event from before. Uh, feels like they're not giving the talent as much. Um, like, hey, here's this thing. React to it. You know, and like mm-hmm. there's a fun moment that's created when the we play I was working with before they were great about that stuff. Um, and that's why so many good things came out of that Christmas event. It seems um, talent driven to me, like not to throw anyone under the bus. I don't think because I don't think it's any particular person or thing in general, but I think it just might be like a like a talent thing, which feels shitty because I should be able to enjoy watching Dota no matter who's there. If there's like a certain level of like caster analyst like i don't i don't want to watch you know joe smo from the whole foods talk about it but anyone who is qualified enough to be on stage is probably good enough to do the job but i i feel less excited about watching it for some reason i and like my gut says that it's because i'm less excited about the people who are there but i don't know that that feels Mm -hmm. weird i'm excited about the games kind of that might just be because i'm wearing a liquid hoodie and the team's doing very well like <laughs> dude liquid know. is destroying right now holy crap dude uh, uh <laughs> blitz is definitely in the best possible position right because he was he was working la so therefore he couldn't really coach them that much then he he isn't working we play so he is able to commit to coaching and all of a sudden they're doing much better right whether or not that it, he's actually having impact right his impact could be zero percent his impact could be he's the entire reason that they're they look like such a good team either way it doesn't really matter because it just looks really good for him right now right optics exactly like if you're the organization if you're the players themselves you're going like blitz is really important for us we need him around (laughs) i think they've always thought that like it seems like they have a very big kinship for him in general but like yeah how you can't deny that after you know beating enigma secret og vp all in succession like that's the four best european teams just being mm-hmm. taken down in succession so then that you know just makes the argument that if you're looking at this piece in time that maybe liquid is one of if not the best european teams right now which is a wild conversation to be having given you know the the time they had before this or not being yet at groups or just the team in general, I feel like no one's really committed to that that group of players, even since they were on Alliance, to being like you know number one. They've always been like in the conversation, but never like they're they're not secret or they're not OG. Yeah, they they were a dark horse, right? They're a team that you could say like, oh, they'll probably be top eight at this group, but maybe they can make a deep run, top four, top three, maybe, maybe, maybe grand finals is is in their is in their vision, you know. Um, and it was the same, same thing for this last TI. Unfortunately, it ended how it did in that best of one. But um, they were in that conversation of maybe they can make a deep run, but their baseline is a top 18. Um, and from what I understand, it's just uh, this this is something that their consistency will grow with time because they are not uh, as experienced and talented as the best teams. Right. Like uh, secret, secret can show up with zero practice whatsoever and probably place you know top four every single time at a tournament because they're just that goddamn good, right? Every single one of their yeah. positions, they're they're all very very talented and they're, they they most of them have a lot of experience when it comes to the game and playing at the highest level. Uh, Liquid, you can't really say the the same thing about them, right? I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'll always root for teams regardless of uh, who gives me paychecks. Uh, 
uh, who feel like friends. Something about that feels mm. dope and rad to me. So that's why I like the Lions. That's why I'm excited to still enjoy the team being on Liquid for a dozen reasons. But anytime that a team feels like there's some kind of kinship or friendship and they're not just like a group of superpowers at going mm. after TI money, like something about that is cool to me. That's why old Alliance felt cool to me. So what about what about Dendi? Are you a big Dendi fan? He's such I, a friendly guy. I feel like I enjoy the the aura of Dendi, the like the theory of Dendi, the history of Dendi. I would be lying mm-hmm. if I said I was ever like a Dendi Dota fan. I was never like a mid player. Uh, it's it's actually mid is my worst role to play uh, by like a large margin. Um, I was I was never really a mid player. I wasn't really following Dota the way that I am now around like Ti one and before phases when like you know dendy was dendy dendy right mm-hmm. so i don't think he ever had that that uh allure to me as someone who is the, the, this titan of industry but it's hard to deny that any that that man has um just a raw amount of charisma right like if you were mm-hmm. if you were making your fallout character the 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 c stat is just maxed out <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dendi Dendi is incredibly charismatic like that. Uh, even when when you're talking to him like um, off camera and stuff, like he still gives off that same happy go lucky vibe at all times. It feels like just very open to talk to, um, just a genuinely like nice guy. Um, yeah. you get the same kind of feeling uh, from him as GH, in that they're just you can feel how nice they are, how friendly they are, uh, and. But at the same time, there aren't many bait fans because you have to be a little bit of a masochist to be a fan oh, is that of why? any team that Dendi is on. Dude, hold on. I have if you give me if you give me a hot second, I have the uh, I have the stat here because I realize I remember that they set a they set a record recently, right? They yes. Set a record for starting the... in uh, starting on the uh, January April seventeenth was their first loss. And they have continued that losing streak until today, May 9th. That is 24 total games, Joey. They've lost 24 games in a row. Is that like single games? Is that series? That's series. They've lost 24 series in a row. Like. Uh, no, that is, that is individu- in, that's, that's that's individual, individual games. That's individual games? Do yes. they have even so, like one, one game in a best of three? No. Like every single time, like I, I follow the bait because um, my good friend uh, Moose is part of that organization. And I really like Dendi and I like Moose a lot. And I want that organization to do well and stuff. And so I follow their Twitter. Uh, and every single time they're like, here's the results of this game. And they've got a nice fancy graphic every single time. 2 0, 2 0, 2 0. It's terrible. This team just cannot seem to. Like people were clowning on Cloud9 to no end. Right, it was oh, just easy like, to fuck. It's this easy to fuck team is like three and twenty-one. They could get the three-two-two drain and, and and stuff like that. But like, bait literally can't just win a game. <laughs> they can't do anything, man. Why? It's uh, it, it's it's awful. I, I they always... finally announced they announced that they were going to take a break from competitive play. I don't know, <laughs> like, just disband at that point, like. I can see why it's cool to have like Dendi make a team. Like it would be really exciting if the team was doing well because then there'd be all these stories about like, whoa, Dendi, he can still play with the best of them and look at this ragtag group of 
people in this new organization. That's cool. I'm going to buy a buy a bait jersey. I was always saying B8 in my head. Apparently, that's wrong. Oops. Um, they said it's either way. They said it's either way. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's nice. I like that. The um, implication is, yes, it's bait because it's a hook and all that sort of thing. But oh, it's you can a call hook. it B8 as well. And also, like, bait's like a Dota term or just like a gaming term. Yes. I get it. It's really, they really, <laughs> they really thought about this. They're way more than yeah. I have clearly. It works on a lot of levels. Um, because it, it's not just, it's not just Dendi, right? It's, it's, it's LeBron. It's uh, King R. It's uh, Excalibur. They now have Excalibur on that team. Yep. Is Excalibur, he's someone who, when I think about Excalibur, I still think about like old fanatic stand at Excalibur from like yes. six years ago. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> yes, that was his That was his peak as a player. Um, he never really got into a better position from there. He was like one of those first, um, like that was the day and age of Samael right yeah of like samael coming up in right excalibur is a great example of that same player not making it right not being able to prove themselves they come up they hit a certain peak and then they immediately drop out of existence they they were not quite good enough they well for whatever reason you know like i'm I'm not the one to say like i don't really know why he wasn't good enough um but like for whatever reason after fanatic no teams really no good teams wanted to play with him right he played on horde He's played on bait, singularity, like the, the, none of those teams are good. Right? It's wild when I look at a player like that and I like I go to their Wikipedia <laughs> page and I see that uh, Excalibur, I just counted, has been on 21 teams. Oof. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. That's, I guess uh, it says that's something a about sign that. of sorts. Yeah. It does. I guess it's a little bit, uh, it's a sign multiple ways. It says something <laughs> about staying power. Like clearly he's not, you know, broken enough to where no one wants to play with him right like he he jumbles and jumps around enough to to he's probably played with more people than most other people have yeah but, uh, probably but uh but man, yeah I, it, it just like i had hopes because the the original roster when they first saw it, i saw lebron i was like maybe this team could be something but uh in full honesty when they changed the lineup and they picked up excalibur i was just like oh so that's where you think you are. Like that 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 is the level of um regard that other players have for your lineup at that point in time, right? Because Excalibur is in a position he would basically take any potentially good offer, I imagine, right? He does not have good prospects. And I imagine that bait Excalibur was not their first person on the line, right? The only tier 1 quote unquote tier 1 player on that lineup is LeBron he has proven himself on a tier one stage to be pretty good. He mm-hmm. can put in some work, but everybody else is kind of like, eh, King R has been around for like forever, man. Like uh, the, the, when you have some of these players, cause here's what it is, is, is in this team game, your reputation does matter quite a bit, right? How people view you take Soxa for an example. Like if he had played on other lineups after Planet Odd, right? After that he had he got second in TI and then didn't make TI the next year. If he had continued to play on tier 2 teams, his stock would have been so low that he probably wouldn't have been in consideration for OG. But instead, he didn't play on those teams. He he was pretty much like out of commission for a while, out of competitive play. He grinded up, he got like three different accounts in the top 4 of the European leaderboard. And that's probably what sparked OG to be like, what about Soxa? He was really good, you know, 
your reputation matters a lot. And Bates' reputation and the individual players' reputations on each one, it's just like, it's not like bad as in like, oh, I don't want to play with that guy because he's toxic. It's just like, those guys have all had their chance and they have not proven it on the tier one to, and to be able to play at lands, to be yeah, able to qualify for lands. They're no one's first choice. Like if you're if you're making yeah. a like a group play dodgeball playground pick of all these players, you get them in a row. No one's gonna be like, I want you first. So yeah, I, th- that's a good point. It's really interesting to think about Sasuke that way. I've never uh, I, I realized that he did you know kind of go into the shadows a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, you know hearing him back on OG, it's like oh yeah, that's right. This person does exist, and they are someone who did get second at TI. And you don't think about them as like you know someone who left DC and then went to go play for some tier two, tier three team just because they could. So maybe more people should yeah think say- about every other player on that roster, right? That DC lineup. You had Misery, who was the captain, right? He should have the most acclaim, uh, and he did all right for himself, like a little bit afterwards. But like, it's been slowly declining, sh- slowly but surely, and and now he's not really in a great position. Um, well, he's also, also one of the oldest players out there. But yeah, then then there's Mu, right? Mu not really that highly regarded, um, like on on the international scene, right? He's still one of the best carries you can get your hands on in NA. Um, but he does have a very specific play style and he doesn't always clutch it for his team. Every single Moo lineup seems to have the same kind of idea of Dota. I don't know if that's coincidence or if it's Moo himself, but like every single Moo lineup since DC is running the same kind of Timbersaw lineups. It's crazy. Yeah, who were the other? That was also uh, Resolution and Weeha. Yes. So Rezo, Weha, Weha, his stock went down a bit because, um, like he, he eventually ended up in South America, and he was just like, I just want to be able to play, you know, I, I just want to be able to play and make LAN events, and he did some pretty good work on Pain Gaming, and now he he had a little bit of a lull, but now he's on Nigma, right, and he's he's in this great spot. Resolution had. You know, his stock was definitely declining, but at the same time, it was always held like he's really good because every single time at TI, he shows up when he was a stand in for Empire, right? He was the best player on Empire and was carrying them through that lower bracket. So it was like you can be on a on on a bad team, but you kind of need to be a four or one or maybe two position, which your individual performance does shine and people are able to recognize it. Um so, so like you're still held in contention to be a tier one, you know, like, oh, maybe we can grab this guy and pull him up to the tier one. And, and he did. Right. He ended up being on VP. Now, even though he's had to change position, he's in a great place. VP this, is is kicking some ass. They're not dominating, but they're doing OK for themselves. This is just giving me an idea that we need to have like a stock trading game for uh, players uh, worse. Right, like, where's our where's mm. our Dota player stock market? I want to have like a big chart behind me, and I can sit here <laughs> yelling at it and yelling about how Sumail's stock is is going up or down in EG and the mm-hmm. <laughs> or OG. Excuse me. Oh, what year is it? No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A good example. O- OG is actually a great example of how stocks can go up and down, right? Because thirty three stock, he was on Ninjas in Pajamas, uh, like, or sorry, he was on uh, Alliance, right? no longer on that team, gets kicked alongside Fada, goes on OG. OG goes on this crazy, like, tear at ESL1. Uh, not that they win the event or anything, but they, they looked 
good, despite the fact that they had stand-ins and they had double offlaners and all this sort of running mid-chen and stuff. But 33 looked like a beast, you know? And, like, his stock should be very high for whatever next team he's going to be getting. Um, so, and, and, then, and then they've had... Um, who have they had on their, their lineup now uh, for WePlay? They changed uh, who is standing in because 33 is no longer with them. And I remember they're not doing as, as well. And I remember specifically thinking, oh, this has an impact on this person's um, career if this OG does not do well. Well, because it's, uh, it's Sumail, Midone, Seb, Sasuke, no Wish. Go. They have Wish, um, who is this um, Georgian player? Yeah, Georgian player. Um, and then they also had Quinn. Uh, but Quinn, Quinn's in a more solid place. But like Wish, his stock really could have rose if OG did really well in that group stage. Instead, uh, they did very poorly and went one and five. It got knocked out. So, you know. Poor guy. It, it might not even be his fault, but the illusion is there that it is his fault. You know? It's easy to be scapegoated when you're just that person, right? Yeah. And, and so, therefore, your reputation among other players and other teams is not going to be as held as high and you won't get those kind of same kind of offers. It's so wild when I see um, the, the Georgia flag on Liquipedia because I feel like we don't see a lot of that ever. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Dude's got to do oh. it for representation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Anywho, I feel like we should, uh, we should ride the promo pony into uh, the the, the, the stable to park it at the barn so that we can hop into the barn and have a barn raising but i'm not mixing metaphors where the fuck are you going <laughs> where is this going joey i'm lost i'm the passenger in this car that you're driving <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know where the fuck we're going. Just hard went into the side rail. <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's let's wrap up. And then I had no, I had no more words to say. Uh, I, sh- I should, uh-huh. I should, I should stay up uh, less, <laughs> eating pie in the middle of the night and just practice <laughs> speaking because apparently yeah, don't, that's- don't be like Joey. If you at home, if see Joey's if, like he is fortunate enough to be able to work his job from home, so he has to work some sort of schedule right now but don't be like joey in your day-to-day life and being staying up until 4 a.m eating pie and and watching avatar try and get a schedule set for yourself i highly recommend cap's advice you should set a schedule it's very helpful any like i'm a big fan of all setting goals for yourself like in general but also during quarantine learn a new yeah, sk- joey can be a degenerate because it's his weekend you know it's his weekend so he can be a degenerate all he wants but yeah. if you're not working if you don't have a schedule right now set some goals for yourself one goal should be to listen to the podcast and tell multiple friends about it. Because if your friends like Dota, they'll probably like this show like you like this show. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in your five stack later, you should be like, guys, have you listened to the side pull podcast? Because you know it's actually kind of good. You should you should tell them that. Word of mouth is so that it's the best marketing. So I I need you to market for free and tell your friends. That's the social mm-hmm. capital, right? Right. Yes, yes. And uh, especially since right now, people are not listening to podcasts. So <sighs> your help is, <laughs> it's like percentage wise, is way more valuable than it's ever been. 
Yeah, it's fine for us. Oh, you know what? I just got an idea. We should get one of those chat bots that you know spam all the all the regional chats for to be like, listen, uh, uh, come buy our boosting service, or <laughs> or like we should just get people in chat to spam our Spotify link. I gained five hundred MMR by listening to this that, podcast. That would be so, f- dude. That's that's some kind of marketing. And we're not actually being shitty people, right? Because it's not like we're trying to like scam someone like everyone else is. We're just trying to show them good stuff that they might not otherwise see. I'm going to look into this. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah? Is that sure? Can you not endorse that? <laughs> sure, Would you be I, mad if that happens? If I see if I see a side poll podcast in my Los Angeles, California regional chat and Dota two, and it's spamming our podcast, then I will be both simultaneously uh, ashamed and proud, as I frequently <laughs> am, of our work here on this podcast. So sometimes, hey man, sometimes I talk in the regional chats, and it can be fun. It can be fun when there's not bots in there. You can really get to meet your your fellow people. You can be like, hey man, are you also missing going out to? Portos, I sure love Burbank, and then people are just like, "Yeah, dude, I love Portos," and it's like, you know, you get this community sense. Regional chats are cool. I feel like they get shit on too much because of the bots. That being said, you, uh, real quickly, Portos, you can, you can, you do can do pickup. Ellie and I did it the other day. It's great. That's right. You can- grabbed a bunch of baked goods. Man, what's, do, do you, what, what's, uh, this is a conversation that honestly shouldn't be on the podcast because no one aside uh-huh. from a, like Charlie might be excited by this, but I don't know who the fuck else will be. What's, what's That's like exactly your... why it goes in anyway. Go on. <laughs> what's your Porto's preference? Because I'm a, I'm a strong turkey croissant sandwich. Turkey croissant I sandwich? Instantly, yes. Okay. Yes. No, how I do love you... a good croissant and I love turkey sandwiches. So where, it's perfect. Where do you fall on the potato? balls versus meat pie debate uh i can go uh i'm more in the the meat pies okay uh, than okay. the potato balls but they're both good i'm a i'm a i like both i generally get more potato balls i'm a big i'm a big potato ball person which i get it it's basic it's their thing but i'm also basics when i want to be sometimes can't be mm-hmm, hipster everywhere mm-hmm. right uh, you're geez. a basic bitch i understand stop yeah. stop um <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm a big uh if you ever find yourself at a porto's you should get some cheese rolls big big cheese roll pastry mm. pusher everybody potato okay, balls okay. cheese rolls if you ever find yourself in the los angeles area there's enough of them you should 100 make it a goal to do that just don't travel right now i would have told people about this at esl1 la i would have brought potato balls to esl but that event is never going to happen and i'm still sad about it and we should stop pretending like it will I don't think anyone's pretending but you, Joey. I watched it. <laughs> Damn it. Man, um, anyone watching the video, anytime I touch or move the desk, the webcam just goes, gets so shaky. It's in such a bad spot. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, fuck. Uh, the wheels came off the car. We're just, just hard pulling the emergency brake. See you next time with a guest. I think? Probably. Yeah. Almost certainly. I'd say I'd say ninety percent will have a guest next week, which gives us a little bit of wiggle room. Never promise someone a hundred percent. Listen, they should just be happy we talked about Dota for once. And they're like, "Oh, Cap's not even playing Dota. He lost his passion." That's going to be the Reddit thread, dude. Every single time I go back on to stream, I don't know if we're we're cutting the podcast at this point already but all i know every single time uh i'm streaming and i'm playing a non-dota game like someone will come in and try guilt trip me like like i haven't spent like literally tens of thousands of hours playing dota like uh, small break does not kill my passion what right? do you 
what do you respond to that person with? Do you do you engage with them? I engage with everybody that I read, but I don't read chat that often. So, uh, but I always engage. I I I I'm not here to make friends or grow my my stream, Joey. Uh, I'm here to ridicule ridicule and demean people when I can. 